What's going on, family? This is your boy Miles Austin here, and this is Hard in the Paint with Miles Austin, where NBA news gets physical like the paint. Whether you want to body them like Shaq or finesse them like Hakeem the Dream, you're going to get the hard truth. Let's dive in. We got a lot to talk about, man. We got feelings being hurt. We got people arguing with their teammates. We got trades happening. We got people shining without the star people that they had before the trades. We got sagas ending in other cities. Let's get down and dirty. So first thing we're going to talk about is the biggest news, which is a trade news that we got with Jimmy Butler being traded to the Philadelphia 76ers to acquire Dario Sarge and Robert Covington, which was definitely a good trade. I mean, if you're going to get somebody especially back for a disgruntled star that you have. He's played well, but you knew what it was, and the writing was already on the wall, and what he wanted to do was get out of Minnesota. So Minnesota looked around, and, and let's not get they've, – they've gotten great offers for, for Jimmy Butler. Uh, men- mentioning just, just a caveat, to mention the, the Houston Rockets giving up four first-round picks, I believe, to, to acquire Jimmy. But when, when you look at Minnesota and what they needed, they needed pieces back. Picks weren't going to do it if they wanted to do anything this season in Minnesota in terms of making the playoff or making the playoff push at all. Um, so I, 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 I would um, applaud the Minnesota Timberwolves for, for making – uh, the Jimmy Butler trade. I know Thibodeau was trying to um, not make sure he didn't go to a West, a Western team, um, a Western Conference team, so he would have to fight, uh, play against them in the playoffs, or make any other team stronger, which would dampen their um, percentage of making it to the playoffs or making it through the playoffs. Um, but I mean, I mean, this is what this is what happens when you have. Um, you have the coach as well as making the basketball operational decisions. We saw this with um, with Doc Rivers. We see, we're seeing it now with Tom Thibodeau and, Thib- and the the, the quest, He's made some questionable calls, but I do think this was this was a good pickup. We're getting Sar- Sarge and Covington back. Covington, which is a good two way player, and Sarge, who is a just kind of a pure shooter. He's a stretch four. Um, who's gonna be gonna be a good player for them? I believe good pieces. But let's talk about the team Jimmy Butler has joined, the Philadelphia 76ers, giving up uh, two shooters essentially, um, losing Bellinelli, losing Eliasova. So these is four shooters that they let that they let go with. Uh, Joel Embiid and J.J. Reddick seem to be only two shooters. We already know what the shooting issues have for Mark Hill, folks. And we know that Ben Simmons isn't going to shoot outside of the paint. Um, he's, just, he's just not a threat there, and teams are, are, are basically harping on that. Um, until Ben Simmons can, can get a shot or get a consistent jumper, um, he's not really going to be a threat besides you know playmaking and, get, and getting into the paint. Um, so I, I think these are going to be good pieces. When you got Ben Simmons, J.J. Reddick, um, Jimmy Butler, uh, Joel Embiid, the way the way this team is, is currently constructed, I think that they can definitely make a push um, for the Eastern Conference Finals and, and possibly the NBA Finals. Who knows? But the question is depth. The, 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 this team uh, has given away some of its depth. When you talk about the teams like uh, Milwaukee and Boston and Toronto, these teams have depth, and this is why they can do what they do. Um, at a high rate and beat the teams that they're beating because they have they have depth on their teams. They're not they're not just top heavy. Um, so right now the Philadelphia 76ers are top heavy. This, we're going to see what they can do. Um, does Jimmy Butler really mesh with everybody? Does the chemistry stay the same? Um, I think Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid are probably going to hit it off. They're, they're, I think they're typical. Um, I think they are similar players in the way that they approach the game. Um, but I think Joel Embiid is just a little bit more comical when it comes to social media and things on the court and talking trash. So I, I'm excited to see what the Philadelphia 76ers are going to do and how they're going to do it. 
Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just have to see. Um, in other news, we got we have the arguments happening yesterday from Draymond Green and KD. Now, if you're unaware of what is what's happening, the situation is they are um, in Los Angeles playing against the, the Clippers. And they, Lou Will goes up there at 106. The game is tied at 106 um, with literally probably 12 seconds left on the clock. The ball is in Lou, Lou Williams' hands. He puts up a shot. It falls short off the front of the rim. And KD and Draymond Green are right there to get the rebound. KD puts his hands out to get the rebound. Draymond kind of poaches it from him um, and, and, start, and begins to run up the court. KD basically lets it happen. Because he believes Draymond just wanted, wanted to get the rebound, maybe for a stat, whatever. He was going to pass the ball back to him, go up and try to hit the game with a shot. So Draymond gets the rebound, takes off running down the floor, doesn't pass it to anybody, ends up turning the ball over on a potential game-winning shot. Kevin Durant doesn't touch the ball at all on this play. Now, he is, he's, he is heated because he's clapping for the ball to give me the ball, and Tremont Green doesn't give it to him. Um, goes down and tries to make a game-winning, a game-winning shot. Ends up turning the ball over, and they go into overtime. Uh, the argument happens during um, while they're sitting on the bench. Draymond and them are going up. It, it gets so heated that Draymond has to leave the huddle to get back ready to start playing in overtime. Um, I don't know what was said. Some stories have come out and said that he mentioned free agency during the argument. Um, maybe Draymond's just hurting right now because he doesn't know what KD is going to do. Draymond was the first person to kind of go out and get and start recruiting KD to the Warriors after that loss uh, to the Cleveland Cavaliers and giving up that 3-1 lead. Um, Draymond was the first one to kind of put his neck out there. So I, I could understand an attitude or a, a, a feeling of being slighted in, in this moment. But nobody knows what KD is going to do right now. So the fact that you're even thinking about it, you know, 15 games into the season says something about the attitude in the locker room and what the Golden State Warriors are going to do right now. Now, let's 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 be let's make sure we understand what we're talking about here. So. In terms of important players and best players, the most important player on the Golden State Warriors is Steph Curry. Let's not get that twisted, okay? I didn't say he was the best player. He's the most important player because of the way that he plays. The way his style of basketball um, is what allows them to gel. He is is somewhat of the nucleus when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. Um, Draymond Green is their second most important player. Then comes KD. Then comes Clay. Now, their best player is KD. Let's, let's get that out of the way. The seven-foot shooter can pull up and, uh, and and just jack it from wherever on the court. Now, Steph Curry is their most important player. KD is their best player. Let's get that Let's get that out of the way. So if you get the rebound, you're giving the ball to your best player, which KD was right next to him, and Draymond basically was like, nah, I got it, I want it. So the arguments just continued on the sideline. It, it looked, the stories are saying that it continued into the locker room where the Warriors confronted Draymond about his last his last play mistake, basically. Um, and then he just kind of went off. And, and they're, they're basically in a place where they're not, they're basically kind of not talking and not un- unsure of what to do moving forward. Now, Draymond Green was suspended for the game tonight against the Hawks. Um, I, I'm going to say this was more of a, a PR move on... Um, for KD. Now, now get me what I'm saying. He's going to be a free agent this year, an unrestricted free agent this summer. That was a move for KD. Look, we're not going to allow you to talk bad about any player on the team, but especially the person that could be a free agent at the end of this summer and we could lose him for nothing. Now, <laughs> this seems to be he was suspended for this game, so he will be back 
um, the, the the following game. He's only spending for one game tonight against the Hawks. Um, but when you question a person about free agency, 15 games of the season, it has to be a little bit more deep rooted than what they're talking about. Um, in other news, but kind of following up on the same things, the same kind of uh, mindset and feeling people in their feelings. DeAndre Jordan has seemed to be rubbing people the wrong way in Dallas. He is um, averaging 13 rebounds and 11 points a game. They're not worried about statistics, but the way that he's coming across with rebounds and talking and selfish play um, has rubbed some of his teammates the wrong way, and they're still trying to figure that out. Luka Doncic is, is one of their up-and-coming stars, as well as um, the, Ma- the Mavs owner. When you're looking at really the 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 cause of someone being playing paying selfishly and trying to get up stats or rebounds or get their things up um you got to figure out what the issue is what is the root of that what are the Mavericks going to do this season what is your what is your motive behind um the selfish play and trying to figure out what's going on there we're not going to stay too much longer on deandre jordan because that's just what it's going to be right now we'll see if it changed um lastly we're going to talk about mellow the saga in Houston seems like it's coming to an end. They had a, uh, a sit-down meeting with Melo, and it looks like they'll be parting ways here soon. Uh, stories have come out saying that uh, his team, is his his team, his reps are looking for a new team. Um, I'm not sure where he goes. You have a a, um, a, a, a first ballot Hall of Famer um, in Carmelo, but he's just not the same Carmelo he was in, in years past. Um, and I think that the issue is I don't believe that um, the teams that he's going to are the issue. Uh, when he was in, when he was in New York, when he was in Oklahoma City, or when he recently, most recently he was he, when he was in Houston. The issue to me is that Carmelo does not believe that he is um, a six man, a six man of the year, or a, a six man, uh, you know, first person off the bench. He believes that he's a starter. He still believes that he can average twenty points. Um, right now he's averaging thirteen for the Houston Rockets, but until that mindset changes. Melo will still be in there, and I feel like we're going to see the Iverson effect. If Melo does not change, he's going to find himself in a place where he didn't want to be, all because he never changed up his game. Look at LeBron in his 16th season, or 15, 15th or 16th season. Um, he's had to change up his game. He can't. He's not the explosive, you know, a uh, player that he was anymore. He's had to change up his game. Kobe did the same thing. When he got slower, he got smarter. Melo is thinking he's still he what what his game consists of. What he's what he's good at. He is a volume shooter, and he's not a stop and pop shooter. He is a person that that needs to kind of run a breakdown, plays with his back to the basket, and teams aren't looking for that right now in their small forward. When you're trying to, we need points, period. And if you're not one of those spot up shooters, can pop and uh, you know stop and pop, then uh, your 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 arsenal is going to be diminished because of what you're trying to do on the court and what these teams are trying to do on the court. Um, I don't know where Melo lands. Uh, I know that his time in Houston is going to end here shortly. Not sure where he goes or what he's going to do, but uh, wish the best of luck to Melo. Uh, I, I think his his skill set is unmatched. There were years where he was probably the best scorer in the league, um, but those days are over. And hopefully he, he's able to figure it out and what team he's going he, he's gonna to go to, and that mindset is going to change because he's going to be the leader of the second unit. Let's just be honest here, guys. Um, this is where Melo is right now. He's still a great player, still a good piece. he give you 15 to 20 points, probably 15 points. Um, off the bench, but his mindset has got to change. Let me hear from you guys, man. I am Miles Austin on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Snapchat. You guys hit me up. Let me hear your questions. Let me hear what you think about what's happening in the NBA right now with the Warriors, what's happening with Jimmy Butler just recently joined, joining the 76ers um, and, and the saga in, in Houston ending. What, what's what's going to happen with Melo? 
We'd love to hear from you guys, man. Again, this is Miles Austin, and this is Hard in the Paint with Miles Austin, where NBA news gets physical like the paint. Whether you want to body him like Shaq or finesse him like Hakeem the Dream, you're going to get the hard truth. Follow us, MTMV Sports. Peace.